Good morning, good morning. Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to encourage you on a daily basis by the reading of God's Word and the encouragements of Christianity, the belonging to uh, the Christ, Jesus, the Christ who came to earth and didn't solve all your problems, but he definitely solved one big one, which is your sin problem. And uh, took that out of the equation when you put your faith and trust in him and what he did for us at the cross. So we're very thankful for that here at It's a Religion. And that's our starting point for the view on life that we have versus all the other religions, including the religion of evolution that is out there. So we're very thankful for that, especially this time of year when we celebrate the birth of Christ, which is what Christmas is. It's not um, just given presents. It's not about uh, family gatherings necessarily, but it's about celebrating the birth of a savior, of a king. He is the king of the universe, the king of the church, the king of this country and this world. Uh, He is the one potentate that uh, can do no wrong because he owns it all. He made it all and he's going to take it all out at some point. But this is uh, Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided, but liberty and justice for some, those who seem to be connected in some way, shape, or form, typically to the Democrat Party. But, you know, it is what it is. We realize that uh, there is still a satanic influence and control of a lot of things in this culture, in this world. And uh, there is a great spiritual battle that's going on uh, right before us today and every day as we go forward. So we need to be aware of that. We need to be aware of the fact that religions like the religion of evolution is trying to steal people's minds and hearts away from God, away from the truth, away from the truth of Christ creating everything and sustaining everything and uh, putting the laws in place that operate our universe, putting the laws in place that Uh, give us any reliability of anything, uh, putting the laws in place that help us understand purpose and uh, emotion and things like that. Um, You can reach us at ehud at itsareligion.org. I need to get better at laying that out in the beginning. Um, I keep forgetting that, but ehud at itsareligion.org if you'd like to send us a note. Uh, We always appreciate encouragement and uh, so on and so forth. But in this show, on this podcast, we just we try and put together a little 15-minute ditty on uh, something from God's Word to encourage you for this day. We are actually, we started out reading uh, in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, because that is, that's the starting point. And again, if you're a Christian today and, and someone's been telling you about theistic evolution, uh, just tell them to stop. Say, look, Jesus did not need a million years to do anything. And I don't care what your colleagues say. I don't care what other people try and tell you. Are you starting with God's word or not? Because as soon as you circumvent the book of Genesis and say that's not true, then what purpose is there in putting your faith and trust in the rest of the Bible? You know, I mean, it's either it is God's word and either he is sufficient enough to have given it to us in a form that makes sense. And even though you know, you have some different translations and things like that. I know there's a big argument out there about the new King or the King James being the only one that, uh, that we should follow and this and that. But, you know, I don't know Greek. I don't know Hebrew, um, necessarily, but I think there's a context. Uh, I remember a gentleman telling me once there's a context, to every passage in scripture, it's what that person writing at that time to those people 
intended. And I think once you can at least determine that for the most part, you should be able to figure out uh, for the most part from there uh, where to take things and how to apply it to our lives today. And that's what we're trying to do. I mean, the basic tenet of this program is to call the bluff of evolution, call the bluff of other religions uh, who say that they are a way to God. And this this gobbledygook that, that there are many ways to God. I remember George Bush saying that, George Bush Jr. And I just cringe. I think, no, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There are none, none, absolutely zero that come to the Father without coming through me. And he, he did not leave that open to question. C.S. Lewis, I think, handled that very well in his day and age. Uh, he didn't leave that open for interpretation. He was very concise about that statement, that there are no other ways. There, you know, It's not me plus something. It's not uh, somebody else or some other way or Mohammedism can get you there or Judaism can get you there. I mean, the Jews have a special place because of, of the fact that Christ came through their line. And God chose them to be a representative of his people back in the day, which they couldn't do. They couldn't follow the law perfectly. You know, only Christ did that. And so that's why we are where we are. So we are reading through the Bible. We are up to Exodus chapter 9 today. And we are going through the uh, plagues in Egypt that happened to extricate or extract, I should say, Israel from Egypt in order for Israel to come back and uh, take over the promised land that they had been promised in Abraham's time. Remember, we read through the, the story of Abraham, the story of Isaac, and the story of Jacob, who became Israel, the, the people group Israel. Uh, there are other people groups out there that were spawned by Abraham, the Ishmaelites, and he had other sons and uh, folks that, that don't really come into the storyline particularly. Um, except to say that there are some groups that end up in the promised land uh, that are doing really bad things. And God wants to rid the land of that. Uh, you know, he is not a fan of sin, this God of ours. And when people blatantly do that, which really gives me a concern for our country uh, today, when I see things like this trans promotion and uh, all this um, basic, basically evil stuff, saying two men can get married, uh, and calling that a, a union. Now, again, if the state wants to do that, that's their business. But if they're going to mock God and mock his creation, which is exactly what they're doing when they do that, um, that's not good. So, I, you know, I don't know. But we'll see what happens with that. God is God, and he's not, it says in Galatians 6, 7, God will not be mocked. You know, do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. A man will reap what he sows. And so, uh, I think in, in those cases, people are going to uh, reap what has been sown. And, you know, the only way to avoid uh, the repercussions of that in some sense or fashion is to put your faith and trust in Christ, at which time he will give you new desires. I believe the Holy Spirit will come into you and you will have different desires. You will no longer desire sin. You may, your flesh may still desire sin, but you'll know that it's not good. You'll desire to fight against it uh, at the very least and uh, hopefully avoid it. But Exodus chapter nine, go back to Pharaoh. The Lord commanded Moses, tell him, 
This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. Let my people go so they can worship me. If you continue to hold them and refuse to let them go, the hand of the Lord will strike all your livestock, your horses, donkeys, camels, cattle, sheep, and goats with a deadly plague. But the Lord will again make a distinction between the livestock of the Israelites and that of the Egyptians. Not a single one of the Israelites' animals will die. The Lord has already set the time for the plague to begin. He has declared that he will strike the land tomorrow. And the Lord did just as he had said. The next morning, all the livestock of the Egyptians died, but the Israelites didn't lose a single animal. And Pharaoh set his officials to investigate. They discovered that Israelites had not lost a single animal. But even so, Pharaoh's heart remained stubborn. He still refused to let the people go. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take handfuls of soot from a brick kiln and have Moses from the ashes of the furnace and let Moses sprinkle it toward the heaven in the sight of Pharaoh. And it shall become small dust in the land of Egypt and shall be a boil breaking forth with blains upon man. In other words, causing festering boils to break out upon people and animals throughout the land. So they took soot from a brick kiln and went and stood before Pharaoh. As Pharaoh watched, Moses threw the soot in the air and boils broke out on the people and the animals alike. Even the magicians were unable to stand before Moses because the boils had broken out on them and all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and just as the Lord had predicted to Moses, Pharaoh refused to listen. So then the Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Tell him this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. Let my people go so they can worship me. If you don't, I will send more plagues on you and your officials and your people, and you will know that there is no one like me in all the earth by now. I could have lifted my hand and struck you and your people with a plague to wipe you off the face of the earth. But I have spared you for a purpose to show you my power and to spread my fame throughout the earth. But you still lord it over my people and refuse to let them go. So tomorrow at this time, I will send a hailstorm more devastating than any in all the history of Egypt. Quick, order your livestock and servants to come from the fields and find shelter. Any person, animal left outside will die when the hail falls. Hmm. So some of Pharaoh's officials were afraid because of what the Lord had said. They quickly brought their servants and livestock from the fields. But those who paid no attention to the word of the Lord left theirs out in the open. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth your hand toward the heavens. There may be hail in the land of Egypt, upon man and upon beast, and upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched forth his rod. Toward heaven, the Lord sent thunder and hail and fire ran along upon the ground. And the Lord rained. Huh, interesting. In the NLT, it doesn't say anything about the fire. So there was hail and fire mingled with the hail very grievous and such as there was none like it in all the land of egypt since it became a nation and the hail smote throughout all the land of egypt all that was in the field both man and beast the hail smote every herb of the field and break every tree of the field only in the land of goshen where the children of israel were was there no hail when pharaoh sent and called for moses and aaron and said to them i have sinned this time the lord is righteous and i and my people are wicked entreat the lord for it is enough that there be no more mighty thunderings and hail, and I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. And, the more, and Moses said unto him, As soon as I am gone out of the city, I will spread abroad my hands to the Lord, and the thunder shall cease. Neither shall there be any more hail, that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. 
But as for thee and thy servants, I know that you will not yet fear the Lord God. And the flax and the barley was smitten, for the barley was in the ear, and the flax was boiled. But the wheat and the rye were not smitten, were not, uh, for they had not grown up yet. And Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread abroad his hands upon the Lord, or unto the Lord. And the thunders and hail crossed, and the rain was not poured upon the earth. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and thunders were ceased, he sinned yet more and hardened his heart, he and his servants. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, neither would he let the children of Israel go as the Lord had spoken by Moses. And so there you have it, folks. Uh, Pharaoh's still being stubborn. And why God didn't just wipe him from the earth? Uh, again, that's his business, right? He is the one that decides where things start and where they end, how they come about. Um you know, even in political discussions and debates and things like that, you know, he's allowing the, the things that are going on in this country today and isn't taking people out with the program. So it's his deal. So we need to submit to him and his plans and just be thankful that we have a choice in the matter. So Lord God Almighty, thank you for a new day. Please help us with the work we have to do today if we are working um, please help us guide and minister to our families and let us serve you with thankful hearts and willing minds in Jesus name. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing. The summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mom.